What is going on, travelers? Welcome to episode 90 of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Ran, and joining me this week is Emerald. What's going on, Em? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I um, I decided to take Eugene to the vet today. Yeah, you were saying about that. Uh, but it was nothing wrong anything going on. He was just having, like, what, did you think, got him neutered? Yeah, getting him neutered. Yeah, how'd, how'd it go? Did you come out of it okay? Yeah, he's already, he's, um, he's curled up downstairs on my mama's lap right now. Oh, I'm sure he's going to be pampered and babied for the next few days while he kind of gets his legs back under him and back to normal. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I'm glad that he came out of it okay. I know that, uh, we were talking over the weekend that you were getting ready to take him in. I always meant to take my dog in and never did, so he's still here and he's being a butt, but I think he's too old to actually go and get it done now, but it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. How's your uh, how's your week been going so far in your world of gaming? You been up to anything good? Uh, it's it's been pretty good. Anything new? Anything exciting? Any new games or adventures you've been jumping into? Any new like adventures? I wouldn't say not really. I know, like I said, I had started playing the um, original Paper Mario, but I haven't really played it since. I don't know. I haven't really done a whole lot of gaming this week. Working life kind of jumps in the way a lot. I know that much. I've had a couple of things going on. I uh, I started playing up Blue Archive again because they're doing like some kind of big anniversary event or something where they're giving away a bunch of free pulls in their gotcha. And the gotcha. See, that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the thing they're trying to buy back their players, I think, because they're doing like 100 free pulls or something like that. It's something crazy. Wow. But yeah, but I've like, could never. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, but the problem is, I've jumped in and played this game and dropped it like three times. It's probably the third or fourth time I've dropped this game because it's like, yeah, I like the characters and the build your own little dorm and stuff like that, but the gameplay just isn't there. So it's like I get back into it on the week and I'm like, oh, I'm having fun, and then I really get bored and then I think I've already started falling off it again. So you can't buy me back if your gameplay sucks, unfortunately. Yeah, fair enough. But I did actually go online. I was checking out the PlayStation Store, and I did see that a game I used to play back on, I think, like the PS2 or PS3, uh, Dragon's Crown. Have you ever played Dragon's Crown or any of the Vanillaware games? Never heard of them in my life, sir. Oh, oh okay. So uh, Vanillaware have done games like um, they did Dragon's Crown. They did Odin Sphere. Um, they just had a game which is called like Sentinel 13, but they're really like very pretty artistic, like side scroller adventure games. Oh yeah. And so like this game, Dragon's Crown, you can play it online with four people and it's kind of reminiscent of like really old, like the Dungeons and Dragons arcade game where it's like the side scroller beat them up. And so you've got, like, the Amazon warrior woman, you've got the sorceress, you've got a wizard, a dwarf, and an elf, and you can choose. And it's like a big D&D campaign. Like, it narrates this, like, and you go to the tavern, and you speak to this person who sends you on this quest. You must report to the Adventurer's Guild. And it just does this whole narration. It sends you on this, like, D&D adventure. It's great. But I don't have a PlayStation. Do you know if it's on any other consoles? I do believe they're on the Switch, Xbox, PC. I think they're on, like, everything at this point. Very cool. I'll I'll probably have to look into it then. Yeah, so like I played this game like back in the day and normally it's like twenty, thirty dollars, but PlayStation had it on sale for like three bucks. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get back into that. And I picked it up, and I had trophies. Like, oh, yeah, you unlocked this trophy in, like, 2013. I was like, oh, well, I haven't played this game in 10 years. So I've been jumping back into that and having a lot of fun with it. But I did that. I started up some... I've done a little bit in Genshin between work and my son and everything. And just in other games. I mean, that's really the Dragon's Crown. And I'm trying to find another mobile game to play with. Because between my Genshin grinding, like I burn out my resin, I do my domains, I do my bosses. And I kind of want to like, you know, kind of unwind with something else, I guess. And again, I, that was my blue archive. I played Azure Lane for a while. It was kind of the same thing. It's like great characters, very generous gotcha, but the gameplay is just boring. Um, had the same experience with Star Rail. Uh, don't come at me. I just, Star Rail looks great. It sounds great. It's just, I, I, I think the game is boring. Maybe, maybe, maybe reverse 1999. I thought about that because it looks really, really pretty. It does look really good. I know I need to get... That's another game I really need to get back into playing. Yeah, and I know a handful of people that played it because they like the characters and the art. I think that's like a that's like a British gotcha game, isn't it? You know, like European yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's awesome because everything you see coming out is usually either like Japanese, Chinese, or American, and that's like it. Well, I know, like I guess the English dubbing is um, European. Okay. Well, see, I thought, like, the game Reverse Nighttime was actually, like, the studio was, like, out of, like, the UK. That I do not know. Okay. For sure. That I haven't looked into itself. I just know that the English voice, the English voiceover for the game is, um, is European. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I guess it's got kind of, like, that European, like, fantasy and book style thing. I wouldn't know. I guess you could consider it almost, like historical fiction but leaning really heavily into the fiction okay i mean that's completely fine i mean as long as it looks good and plays good and has like good voice acting i'm all for it oh yeah it's it's i enjoyed what little bit i played of it so i'll definitely have to get into it yeah i uh into it i was watching a buddy of mine he's playing this game called like Snowbreak uh containment zone or something like that it's like an action shooter anime gotcha game that kind of like the live combat thing and he's like, you got to come play this with me. So I'm going to I'm gonna try it. We'll see how it goes. I did see something really interesting in the world of gacha games. But I don't know if you ever followed the the Love Live anime series. I've heard of it, but I've never. Okay. So, like, Love Live had a gacha game, like School Idol Festival. It was like a, you know, a rhythm mobile game. And, you know, it had the gacha elements where you pull your characters and make teams and things like that. And it was a lot of fun. It was really great. So... They had another game that they were working on called, like, Starlight Idol Festival 2 or something like that. Like, the thing has been, like, delayed for, like, forever for, like, release. And, like, two weeks ago, they announced, hey, we're, we're sorry for delay, but it is going to come out in, like, you know, here in a couple weeks. And people are like, great. But in the exact same announcement, they're like, however, service for the game will end in May. So, it's like... The game that people have been waiting for got delayed, and then it's being released, and it's only going to be out for four months before it's taken offline. Damn. Yeah, and people are so mad because it's like I think like like the head studio, like the like the higher ups, kind of like pulled the plug on the project, but they already probably like invested in the translation and everything. So they're just doing like a four month cash grab to try and make up their losses. And people are like, yeah, there's no way. Um, I don't know if anybody listening to the show was excited for 
uh, Idol Festival too, but yeah, if if you were, I you have my condolences because that that is rough. How's your week in Genshin been going? I'd say it's been going pretty well. Yeah, we had a four point four. Uh, the first part went live last week. You made pretty good progress on that. Oh yeah, for sure. I already did all like the main story for uh, the new area and all that. Awesome. Yeah, I played through quite a bit of. We'll touch on some details about that later. But yeah, no, I, I got to manage to go through the the main story and a lot of the world quests and stuff. But it's it, it's it's been good, and we'll we'll touch back that if we uh, kind of cover some news and stuff. So, not really a whole lot in news actually. Um, the only thing I can really see that's really worth mentioning, uh, which you actually reminded me of, was that we did get the uh, the special name card for the Stellar Moments, uh, Volume Four, reaching five million plays. Yeah, everybody should have gotten that fancy like the Stellar Moments album cover Paimon picture uh, name yeah, card. Yeah, so that, that is my current name card. Um, I checked my online thing, and like so many people are using, like people really like that name card. I think what I'm going to do for a name card, I think right now, I I don't even remember which name card I'm actually using right now, but, because I just got I'm surprised to, you haven't been using Navia's. I would have, but it's very, like, yellow and gold, and it's like... Oh, great, now you're going to complain about a different color. Well, no, 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 well, all right, so if I got... What color so, do you like? I mean, so so I like red. And I do like blue. I just like all blue. The only colors I think I genuinely like do not like are probably like orange and maybe purple to some degree. Yeah, but definitely orange. I, I do not like the color orange. I've always hated orange. I don't know why. But my, like the name card is like I try to keep it like somewhat legible because I've noticed like, you know, you can put like the little message in your name card, right? Yeah. But, like, a lot of them are, like, so bright and washed out that you can't, like, read it at all. So you can't, like, see, like, anything. But, I haven't really noticed that issue. Yeah, I had some before. So I'm looking now. So what I got is um, the Achievement Gate, which was the reward for meetings in Outrealm Series 2, which is kind of like the blue one with the domain door in the background. Oh, that one, that one. Yeah. And I, I like that. It's pretty because... The thing about as Navia, you can fairly, as you can clearly see by my profile, um, I have a nice little array of all the blue name cards. <laughs> oh yeah. So which one are you actually using right now? Let me see. I'm, I'm currently profile. using the Pymon yeah. You are using one. you are using the Pymon one right now. It's just yeah. if you look at my name card collection, as you can see, I've tried to make a nice little array of blue name cards. I forgot that you could do like the full display. I got to rearrange mine though. So. Yeah, no, yeah, you've got all blue going on. So that one that you've got there, which is the Meeting in Outrealm Series 4, which is the one with, the, like, the summoning stars coming down? Yes, I love that one. I've still got, like, three or four bosses I need to do in co-op for that one, but if I get that one, I do want to use that one. Do you, do you want help with that? I mean, absolutely. I would love to, to finish that off so I get that name card. I don't know, maybe, if, maybe depending on when we finish recording tonight, I could help you. Okay, yeah, let me see what I got. Uh, yeah, Aeon, Blight, Drake, the the Waynut, uh, Iniquitous Baptist. Yeah, I, I've still got a couple in there, but yeah, I, I do really want that one. So, But like, my thing going back to Navi is like, I don't mind Navi's name card. I do think it's really pretty. 
I have this weird thing to where I don't want a name card that's very specific to like one character or setting. And I don't know why. Like I I don't use like Kukis, I don't use Deas, um, I don't use Klees, or it could because they're all like, oh, this is just for this one character, or this will be like one for Ina Zoom or whatever. For some reason I want my name card to like encompass like the entirety of the game. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so like this one or like the one with the with the stars coming down feels like it it represents like Genshin as a whole. And I yeah, guess there was a period of time where I was running with Al Haytham's name card because I mean that's my boy. <laughs> oh, I mean I completely understand. I think I do actually think that I was on the same note as you. I was running Deas for a while, but yeah. So like I I, I got Navia's like last week, but it's very much like flowers and sparkles and like her umbrella like up front and center i'm just like you know what i got it but no we're we're gonna we're gonna stay with the all-encompassing one and maybe that's just weird maybe it's just a me thing i don't know i I will say that this week but are you ashamed of having an umbrella displayed on your profile no absolutely not but Mm -hmm. i mean i do got navia set as my profile picture right now as my avatar so you you would think that if i really stuck to it i would just have the traveler there's my primary avatar in the game but maybe it's just a weird double standard of mine i will yeah i did want to say that this week i am kind of excited i think you hit like last week or the week before but i'm only like what like a thousand or like five thousand i'm five thousand experience away from hitting ar60 so i'm not sure what to expect when i hit adventure rank 60 um but people always say that you you make more mora somehow i don't understand where that comes from um the uh and so instead of it getting the adventure rank exp, you get Mora instead. Oh, see, I am completely okay with that because I dumped all my funds and stuff into Raiden Shogun after I got her. And lately this week, I also took Yanfei up to level 90 and I've been working on her stuff as well. So I could definitely use the money because I am. I'd be hurt. I actually dropped down to like, I had like 300 Mora at one point and was actually going and using condensed resin on the ley lines to try and build my Mora funds back up because I'd already like emptied out the BP and everything else. So now I'm back up to like just at 2 million Mora. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's hurting. Yeah. Man, I don't even know how we got on on this tangent. Oh yeah, we were talking about the stellar moments in the name card and we talked about name cards. So yeah, I kind of took us off on a on a side thing there. Nah, that's fine. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think the only other thing that I saw that was interesting, it doesn't really involve Genshin, but more Hoyo itself, uh, sp- more focused more on Star Rail, is that apparently there's going to be some kind of live stream event or a meeting or a video or something. Uh, there's between... a live stream going on right now. Yeah, I think they're doing the one for like the new... the For the, the new area, yeah. Yeah, the Pinaconi, Pecanoni, I don't know what it's called. Um, Pecani? Hey, there you go. Yeah, I don't play Star Rail anymore. So yeah, I know that they're getting ready for that, but they also did a thing where they're going to have the director of Star Rail, which is David Liang, Liang, is going to have some kind of meeting or collab or something with um, with Nasu from Type Moon, who, if you're unfamiliar with uh, with Nasu, he is the the writer of things like Fate Stay Night, Fate Hall of Aroxia. Shingetsu on Tsukihime, uh, the mobile game Fate Grand Order. That's all Nasu. Um, it's all called like the oh, Nasu cool. Yeah, that's cool. 
Oh, so, I also heard and have seen that they did an ad in Vegas or something like that. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that's it's awesome. It's like the big, the big sphere that's there or something like that. Oh, God. To, for, for Star Rail? For, for a Star Rail ad. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty sweet, actually. That's I bet that would have been really cool to see. Yeah, I saw a clip of it. I'll have to go and look that up because I think the only thing I've ever seen on the Vegas eye was when they did the big creepy eyeball thing on it. Um, when it like first came out, they made it like a giant eye that just looked around. Awesome. And it, yeah, and no, yeah, I thought it was awesome, but well, it like I yeah, freaked people Ultra out. Shore. Yeah, that's exactly. It's like, man, y'all, either you didn't think this through enough or you thought about it too much and decided to do it anyway. So this is the only two extremes that I think that there's a way that can come into play. So as, but I thought that was an interesting thing. So we're going to have the director of Star Rail meeting and doing something with the writer of the Fate Grand Order game. So I, I would like to see for Star Rail, if I had a prediction of what's going to happen with that, I would say they might either let Nasu do the writing for one of the worlds maybe, or similar to how they did Aloy with Horizon and on the PlayStation for Genshin. They could take uh, Mash Kirelite, who is the like the main like female character in Fate Grand Order, and make her a collab character for Star Rail because she would fit into the game. That would be interesting. Yeah, and I think that would be really cool because Fate Grand Order is also like a turn-based RPG game. So I feel like implementing her with her skills and everything into Honkai Star Rail would, would be very, very easy. But... If they do do that, then they have to do it better than to do Aloy on PlayStation because they put Aloy on the PlayStation, gave her no constellations, made her garbage, and then kind of, yeah, just cut bait and ran. So here's hoping. So if you're a Star Rail player, that's something else you can really look forward to. I know Star Rail's really been knocking it out of the park here lately. Um, you know, they're free five stars and pulls and everything like that. Don't want to get into the whole Genshin controversy because we've already kind of covered that, and I just kind of want to let that play out and see what comes of it. Yeah, as far as like news, there's not really a whole lot there, and it's, yeah. I mean, I think that we can go and just skip a break, because there's not really a whole lot to cover. Um, hasn't been anything like new and exciting coming out, but I did want to kind of touch up on how we feel about 4.4, um, if you're cool with just kind of jumping into it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's fine with me, yeah. Okay, good, yeah, because that doubles down for me, because that means I don't have to cut out the middle and edit in the Ito music in, on the inside. I no, want you to go, I want you to get some rest, my man. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, the work's been killing me here lately. Um, I was going to say, I do need to change our middle music as well. I think it's time for an update. And uh, I've given you so many suggestions. You haven't been you taking have... them. No, no, I have them. I had them all bookmarked. I just haven't done it because either I either A, don't have time, or B, I'm lazy. So it's, it's between the two. But I will stop being either tired or lazy at some point and probably change up either the middle and the end music or at least the middle music. Yeah, so last week, version 4.4 dropped. Uh, we got the whole new uh, expansion, the whole new area on the north part of Liyue to kind of lead it up and connect to Fontaine, which I thought was interesting because it leaves this enormous gaping hole between Liyue, Sumeru, and Fontaine now. Also, another thing about this new area, um, you can stand pretty much directly under Celestia. I noticed that. I didn't even pay attention. I noticed that Celestia was really close, 
but I didn't notice until somebody pointed out on Twitter that you can actually go and pretty much like look straight up and there's Celestia like right above you now. And that's yeah. so crazy. No, you, you love you love to see it. And I think they did a really good job with this area as well. How's your experience been in the exploration? It's been pretty fun. Um, I'm actually, the puzzles are pretty entertaining too. I would agree. I've, I'd really like the, the golden cart mechanic and like the shooting like, you get, like, the birds, you gotta, like, shoot out the, kind of, like, the relay points and then jump between them. But I think, if I had to say my favorite mechanic for the new area is the gathering the pieces of the ruins and piecing. Yes. Them from, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you there with me on that? Yes. It's so good. I love it so much. And it's not even, like, super complicated or anything. You just got to figure out which pieces go where, kind of, like, oh, yeah, an archway would go here or a piece of wall would go there. And you kind of, like get a Minecraft event together, it's, it's been really, really good. I know, it's so good. It's a little like, hmm, do this piece go here? No. Do it go here? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm i with you. I hope they do more It's sort of that future. sort of pu- type of puzzle sort of scratches my brain the right, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like just enough to keep me, it's interesting, like just enough to like get me involved without being like, okay, I'm getting frustrated and annoyed with it. So, no, I, I, I agree. That's probably, like, the best mechanic in my opinion. I will say there was one that gave me issues because there were, like, I want to say there were, like, five places to put pieces, but there were only, like, three pieces. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah so I had- know. What you had to do for that one was, like, you had to unlock the different pieces using behind the gates. those pieces mm-hmm. behind the gates and then build the final path with all the pieces you've gathered yeah so like i was doing this like i was like doing these puzzles like either a when my kid was asleep or be like really late at night when he was also asleep and i was having i like i guess my brain wasn't working because i was like i've got these pieces where are the other two and i like scoured the area i like climbed mountains and went down like where the hell are these other people i was getting so mad and then i finally like looked inside the gate and saw the other pieces inside the other ruins and i was so mad yeah, you just got to solve the puzzle, my man. Yep. Yep. It, it it really that was like the puzzle and I just I overthought it and was like scrambling to try and find things that didn't exist. Other than that one instance, no, that that's been really really good. Um what did you think about the bird statues whose fancy name I cannot remember? The um the bird statues? Yeah. Oh, they're the... silly. I love them. Yeah, no, they were all over the place. Like, oh, it's like, I've fallen down this cliff. I sure hope my teacher doesn't miss me. And you, like, like pick them up and, like, carry them back and put them back on their little pedestal. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they were a lot They're of fun. They're so silly. I can't think of the first word off the top of my head, but the second one is simulacra. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah because I remember, like, hearing, like, seeing the thing simulacra and thinking of Yalan's bow. I do remember that. But no, I, I, I can't remember the name of the actual thing off the top of my head. But they were cute. They were fun. I like the one in the Adeptus Repose. Yeah, he's like a little butler. He was. And he was like, you like pick him up. He's like, oh, I guess we're going to walk. I'm not very good at small talk, but if you want. And so he's like trying to, I guess, like be nice and conversive while you're like carrying him to this other place to like do things. He's doing his best. Okay. And, And I respect it. But no, they remind me a lot of the birds in Fischl's Archipelago event. Oh, 
yeah, the Raven statues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with like uh, asking for directions, Ar- asking for directions, Arnold. Oh yeah. Yeah, so um, they remind me a lot of them. Like you would talk, that they would have kind of this like like witty banter with you, and then They're you have so to, like, silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are called the carefree simulacrum, and then there's the wrathful ones, which shoot out the the energy that you kind of go and like waypoint to. There's the and then there's the flighty simulacrum, which are the ones that give you like super jumpy powers, similar to the little jump super in the... jumpy powers. Yeah, so it's like you know, like the little like jump spots that you get in like the top part of the chasm. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So yeah, super jumpy oh, did power. Did you bird. have to call them super jumpy powers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, super Mario jumpy birds. You you could have just <laughs> said they give you a jump boost. No, no, they give you super jumpy powers because it like floats around you, and that's exactly what they do. They imbue with super jumpy powers. All so. right, super jumpy powers it is. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, but no, I think that the the, the expiration adding of that stuff to the list. <laughs> It's just nonsense. <coughs> what did you think about the uh, the scenery for the new area? It's very pretty. What, do you have a favorite area, would you say? Do I have a favorite area? Oh, yeah. no, I said it's very pretty. Yeah, well, I was just asking. Yeah, I, I agree. It is all very, very pretty. It's a very nice area. Uh, I was guessing, did any of them like, jump at you as like a particular favorite? Like in the entire game or just in this specific area? Just just in the new area, in the new uh, in the new. Uh, Chen Yu Vale. I do like the ruins that you unlock to the to the west. That's really pretty. Are you talking about the Chuan Terrace where you go and you kind of yeah. finish up the main story? Yeah, that's really pretty. The yeah. other place that I really like that I thought was really pretty, I don't know if you did it, but it's the spot with the ancient tree that you revive. Yes, I have. I've actually fully completed. I the did that thing. this more. I did that early I, earlier today. That that's a really pretty place too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the tree finally blooms and you get like the was it the butterflies? I think it is. Yeah, with the butterflies. Yeah, it got really pretty when you helped the tree get back. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I like that like, like glowy tree. It's kind of like similar to what they did in um, in Sumeru when we're in the in the realm of um, uh, Farakurt. Do you remember that when we had to yeah. revive the tree in the uh, oasis or whatever? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it reminded me a lot. Of, like, and any time like. I talked about with like Dalton too when we were talking about Sumero, how we used to do the um the areas uh where you had to cleanse it and it would like you clean it out and it would burst and turn green again, all the foliage would return. Oh yeah. They brought that back in this new area with yeah. the miasma. They did. They did. And any time you bring something where you can actually see the results of what you're doing, like change the world, like actually change it, it's it's great. I was hoping that the the miasma points where you changed it from the with the trees and made it go nice and green would be a lot more prevalent. But I think there's only like four or five spots that you had to do it. There weren't a lot. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. I know that the first time I ran into it, I didn't know how to do it because I kept fighting enemies. Like I got the guy with the star, but the enemies kept coming. I was like, why are they not stopped? Why are they not stopping? You have to destroy the miasma points. Yeah, so you which, gotta like. For me, I know like aiming at it is kind of finicky when you're in the middle of combat. 
Oh, no, no. You're, you're giving me too much credit. It's not that the aiming was hard. It was that I didn't know what that's what I had no, to I do. No, I know. I was yeah. just for me. For me, oh, so... the aiming was a little, like, finicky for me. Because, you know, I was in the middle of fighting, and then I immediately had to shift and destroy the miasma point. Gotcha. So did the so did the points like that in Samaria, did they give you a hard time? Because you really had to, like, shoot the green crap at the points. No. So it was just on this one? It, uh, yeah, I feel like it was just at, just at this one. Gotcha. Because for the ones in Sumeria, like when you clear out all the enemies, you don't really have mm. to worry about anything targeting you. And then you can just kind of focus and take your time with it. But no, I guess at this one, the enemies just keep spawning because that was my problem. Again, I didn't know I had to... I didn't read the, the tooltip. So it's like, hey, you got the star. Take the star to the point to clear it out. And I didn't do that. So for like 10 minutes, I'm like, why do these hillotrills just keep coming? I'm getting tired. I'm just like murdering these things. But what's really cool is that these enemies still drop their enemy drops. So if for some reason beyond my understanding, you still need like a lot of hillotrill mass, just don't finish the miasma. Just keep healing, Just keep killing uh, hillotrills you know, until you, know, you get bored. But yeah, but once I figured out, no, I really like the uh, the miasma points. I, I agree with that. That was uh, that was fun. And the world gets infected with your least favorite color. Ooh. It, uh, it's it's fun. blue. It's fine. I like the color blue. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a vendetta against the color blue. I love blue. I'm wearing blue <laughs> jeans right now. If that counts for anything. I suppose it uh. does. I would say I think my favorite area, which I kind of figured it would be, because I'm a sucker for water, was the um, was Yilong Wharf with the with the with the big waterfall and everything. I, I I still think that that's probably my favorite, just because I like the setting with the well, again with with the, with the high tier and the levels, and it's like you can kind of like. You can even, like, look out, like, if you go around to the north side of the wharf, you can actually look up and see, like, the the, the southernmost part of Fontaine Waterfalls as well. Yeah, I know. it's That's a really pretty area. I'm yeah. just a sucker for ruins. No, no, that, I, I completely get it. Um, if the ruins are very interesting, I will really, I agree that I will like to go and see them. Um, which makes me surprised that the, uh, was it the Jade Mouth isn't, like, your favorite spot. With the two huge rings yeah, over the, two the river, yeah, huge rings. Yeah, yeah, but it, but the, but the ruins have a giant glowy thingy. They do have the giant glowy thingy. So, you finished the world quest uh, with Fujin and everything, right? Yes, correct. Which about that? I posted about it in the in the Discord. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I named my Scara. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. You were getting confused because your Scaramouche. No, because... it was not like, it's like I named him. I named my Scar Fujin, and then it was like, ah, oh, yes, here's this NPC also named Fujin, and I was like, okay, like well, what was that for? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's bound like people here and there are gonna have the uh, the same names as others, so I guess it's, yeah. I guess you're just gonna have to deal with like two really important characters having the same name as each other in your game. So, I'm sorry. Of course, of course. No, don't, don't be sorry. <laughs> um, have you finished your Carp's Rest yet? The the voted I range I saw aid? five more. Five more. Okay, so you're almost there. Are you using the uh, the Hoyo Interactive map? No. Oh. I'm so, using the Finder device. Oh, yeah, that's right. The I forgot. So, yeah, the range after aid you has... get to After you get put 40 of them in, it'll give you an option that'll tell you where other 
things are. That's right, because, again, I was playing this while half asleep. I also didn't know that until I was looking for the very, very last one. Because I was... That's actually how I found the cave with the the tree in it that you revived. Actually, it was because of that. Oh, nice. Because I had skipped over going into that cave... Because I saw a Celia and I was like, oh, I'll have to come back for that. But then I went past it because I tr- had to go. I wanted to continue the story first. Uh. And then I never came back to it. And so then when I did, I was like, oh, hey, there's actually three of these carp thingies in here. Inside that, yeah. Inside the, uh, in the was it the, the Yaudi Valley? Yeah, because that was the Ling Shu Courtyard? I'm yeah, looking at my map. Like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my map and trying to like put together like what we're talking about with... Uh, with what we're actually, what I'm looking at here on the map. But see, I had the exact opposite problem um, because anytime a new era comes out, I tend to go through and like explore as much of it as I can before I do the story. And so like, I had like just like, just met uh, Mal, the little kid. And I had like just talked to him and just made it to uh, Xiaoying Village. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do this. And I ran off and did exploring. So I had like the errors that like, 87, like 90, and then like 87 and something like that. And then I just couldn't do Chiwan Terrace because you had to unlock that with the story because of the mist. And so I did like so many of the world questings, like that whole area, I had like completely done. I was like, oh, cool, butterflies, let's do this and like solve that whole area. And yeah, mine was, um, I tend to get the weight, I try to get the statues of the seven first for a new area. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm progressing for, through the story of the area i'll try to move off go get some waypoints and then come back and then maybe maybe i'll do a little bit of puzzling here and there if there's one nearby that catches my attention oh we'll see that that's my problem right there so i'll be walking i'll be like oh a challenge i see the red of a challenge like pillar like out of the very corner of my eye like 300 and something meters that way i'm gonna go do that because otherwise it will bother me because I, I just like meanwhile I'm just like nah I'll come back to it later. Oh no, I I can't. I'm like I'm like breaking out my Liyue compass the whole time running through and I'm just hitting the compass like oh come on four 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 twenty nine let's go and <laughs> I start try chasing the gold wisp and I just get completely sidetracked. But then my issue is is that when it comes to the story, they're very much like hey traveler to do this part can you go and collect these six things and I'm like yeah here you go. And then they're like, oh, good job. It's like, that took you a long time. Let's go and solve this puzzle. And it's like, then it's like half an hour, nothing but dialogue because I've already solved all their puzzles. And then I just kind of kind of like, you know, go through it because none of this is voiced either. And that just, I feel like I sabotaged myself on that front. Yeah, maybe you did. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's just the way. I think a lot more people play it the way you do to where they go through the story and pick up on things as they're, as the story is moving them through the new area. And then they go back and, you know, clean up the rest. And I don't know. To areas. me, I feel like that's the that's the best way to experience a new area. To me, I think it probably is because at the same time, you'll have the narration of the story, like telling you about these places as you're going into them. Because it's like when we went into like Jade Mouth, for instance, and Mouth's like, "Oh yeah, here's the history of like you know what this was and how you know the thing from the gods and all this," and they're giving this whole narration about what makes this area so special. And I had already gone through and, like, done all the puzzles and gotten the the sparkly things out of the top of it and flown around them and everything else. Maybe I kind of stripped myself of some of the mystique for a gameplay perspective 
I don't feel spoiled, but maybe maybe I'm just kind of I don't want to say I'm jaded because that's too easy of a pun to be making right now. But uh, well, maybe, I mean, send it. Yeah. So I mean, uh, <laughs> but yeah, maybe I am just jaded on that front. Like, yeah, I want to do it gameplay wise, and then I'll go through the story afterwards. Maybe we get the next part of Fontaine where we can finally go back and finish off our statues and everything. Obviously, you know, probably play it the way it's probably intended to be played, and uh, and see how that goes. Maybe I'll maybe I'll yeah. uh, appreciate it. Yeah, you probably will have a better, in my opinion, you'll have a better experience if you go through the area with the story first. Yeah. And then everything else. Yeah, I do know that I was doing some waypoint hopping afterwards when I finished doing the story. And I did run into Mal and I, can, I can't remember the Chinese name, but the, the, other, uh, the other old spirit uh, he calls Bluey. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can still find them talking on a mountainside, and I the think Kitty. yeah, I think they're by Tea Tree Slope. I can't remember, but no, if, if you go to a waypoint on a mountainside, they're still there talking and like Mal's giving gratitude for not telling them a story, Aww. and they're just kind of bakering back. But yeah, it's it's real cute. Uh, did you jump through? Did you do all the? Have you done like many of the world quests yet? I have done some of them. I don't think I've done all of them. There's probably, I think there might be a couple that I'm missing. Yeah, because it does bump up the total number of Liyue World Quest to a solid 60. As an even number person, I did appreciate that because it's a nice rounded dividend of 10 and 2. But I did go and knock out all those. I will say that I thought that I'd appreciate it there's like one like involving Sumter Beast. It's like Chili Con, con Carne or something like that where this guy's like feeding his Sumter Beast like Jiyun chilies because he thinks that they like them but they actually hate them and so they ran away and he doesn't know why and he gets really upset about it oh yeah but he's I, just doing his best yeah he, he is he's like oh I, I was like and it ends up it ends up being a pretty decent story he gets somebody to take care of his sumter beast for him but i also like that because it kind of ties like oh i got these because i heard they were such great pack animals from the sumeru desert so i've decided to give them a try over here and it just kind of like it kind of brings like a, another part of the world all the way over to Liyue, and I did like that. Also, there are a couple of the world bosses in the new in the new areas. Well, have you run into any of them? Any like of the super difficult ones? Yeah, I did. I ran into the two of uh, Vishaps. Oh my god! I ran into them, and I ran into them, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take them on with my I'll hate them team." I almost got wiped, and I was like. Nope, I'm gone. I think that is the only time my Navi has died because I went into that like like you and I was like, oh, you know, cool little like named world bosses things and like they like tag team like slapped my Navi down like holy crap and I had to like go and bring up my Zhongli shield and heal her back up and it was it was a fight that was a tough one I think I took a screenshot of that achievement when I finished them off. Oh, you actually managed to beat it? Yeah, yeah, I've I, yeah I've got I've got that one. There is one that you come across. I don't know if you've seen him, but there's like this this band of treasure hunters or treasure hoarders that have like kidnapped this caravan, like Sumter Beasts and stuff. But they were on a cliffside and they like fell off the side of oh, a cliff. Man. Yeah, I did that one. And you go down to the bottom and the boss, he's already at half health and his name is Who Am I? Yeah. And I yeah, was like, I did that one. I'm like, oh my lord. And I think that was probably 
when I saw that, I was like, what in the world? I got a good laugh out of that. But Yeah, I don't, I did that one. yeah, I don't know how many different world bosses there are, but yeah, there's definitely the, the two, the two Vishats and then there, there's that guy. And I think I ran into one other guy, another treasure hoarder or something. I can't remember, but no, th there's a, there's a handful. So I'm going to go in uh, and dig them back out. Yeah. I mean, as far as like the new, I think they did a really good job with it. Um, I haven't had any trouble exploring. Have you? No, I haven't had any problems exploring. Yeah, I think that the, the Golden Carp waypoint things um, make things very, very easy. Uh, the, the waypoints, I mean, because the biggest thing like in Liyue is like people got tired of climbing everywhere. And after they've learned from like the Electro waypoints in Inazuma to the Sumeru ones, and again in Fontaine, I think they definitely picked out that people like these jump points so they don't have to spend, you know, 20 minutes climbing the side of a mountain and struggling over their stamina bars. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad to see that in this part of Liyue. There was one thing that I did want to know as far as like puzzles and stuff is that it was, did you do the world quest involving the, um, the, the, the clan, the Kahua clan? Yes, I did do that one. One thing I appreciated about that is because they're like this like old like Liyue clan, right? And when you go into like their ruins and like their temple and all this fight, is that there's like old Liyue puzzles in, inside there. Yeah. It was like the, you know, smack the stone, get the stars and put the stars in the lantern kind of thing. And there were a, there were a couple old puzzles like that that were like the old UA puzzle like in this new area. I was like, you know what? That that that's cool. I I appreciate them incorporating the old stuff with it. I'm really not sure like what else I can really say. I mean, overall, I feel like the first part of 4.4 was a very solid release. I've managed through. I know a couple people in the Discord too. We've already gone through and managed to like 100% the areas. Um, matched I out. I think my areas are only like at 60, 70 something. Okay, well, I mean, you're there's still a lot to do then, and it's it's all really fun. It's all very accessible. Nothing's like super strenuous or anything. I would say, as far as like exploring wise, this is probably one of the quickest and easiest, but also like probably one of the most fun. Just the way they did their puzzles and everything, I've I've really really enjoyed what they did with it. I do know that as of this recording, like Lantern Right dropped this morning, so we're getting ready to start the second part of four point four. And have you managed to jump into that at all? Yeah, I already did all the Lantern Right stuff. All of it? All the stuff that came out today, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess they got, like, the puzzles in the games that are going to be kind of, like, delayed, like, time-released based on every couple days. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything that you think I need to look for? Because I, I put my phone on Definitely this morning. Definitely the, the Lion the, um, uh, Dancing game where you essentially you're playing bumper balls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the multiplayer one you're talking about. Oh, it's so much fun. Awesome. I was actually, well, I thought about this with the Discord. I think I'm gonna try, and also try and set up a little event. And I talked with the um, with some of the other Genshin podcast hosts as well, which I was talking with, like uh, you know, uh, Shade Chamber and Genshin guys and Tales of Tavat. And we thought about maybe trying to do kind of a like a like a joint stream or event or something like that. And, get all the communities together that'd be a lot of good fun i'm really looking forward to to lantern right because i again i had my phone on this morning at work and i just like had it afk and just kind of sitting there 
And as I was sitting there, I looked down and like the game like turned off and like instantly like reset itself and had like the loading screen come up. Like I got to watch it like pop up into the new update like in like real time and like the lantern right banner pop up on my screen and that was really really neat. Yeah, that's um, that's so cool. Yeah, it was it's just something like small and stupid that I was very very entertained by. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else that you think that you can bring up as far as like how you feel about version four point four and anything special that's jumped out at you? I love gaming. Okay, so you you I think you told me earlier that you actually get to experience like the story stuff like involving Gaming in Lantern Right, right? Yes. Is he everything that you know you thought he was going to be? Absolutely. He <laughs> he has my entire heart. Okay, well maybe that'll endear it because I've been throwing like single pulls at uh at Cloud Retainer, and she hasn't answered, and I'm at I'm at like sixty five pity now, but Gaming for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I did. I did one ten pool. I didn't get him, so I guess I'm just gonna wait for my lantern right freebie. Yeah, um, I've somehow I've been only at like what now thirty pity on the banner, so I could, but at the same time, don't want to. Yeah, well, you're saving for all Hatham free run too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, you'll have a free one now. Um, getting ready to come up once we get our free lantern right pull, which I'm not sure when we're going to get that, but I'll have to recheck the dates on it. It's within, like, a couple days because you have to build up the festive fever stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's as you as the stuff comes out, you'll get it. Yeah, no, I, I'm all down for it. But um, throwing my single pulls at Cloud of Chain, I managed to C6 Faruzan. And now Gaming, I've got I've gotten Gaming, like, three times. I got, like, C2 Gaming. I'm not sure how he is gameplay-wise. I think I leveled him up to, like, level 40. Um, and then I started pulling on my time and resources into Yanfei. But this does mean I get to take my free lantern right and put it towards Ningguan like I wanted to because I want to get Ningguan constellations. Because unlike you, I don't have a C6 Ningguan yet. So we're going to do that. I mean, I don't use her. (laughs) I mean, I don't use mine now either. I just feel like because of how important she was, like she needs to be leveled up and ascended and like with constellations and everything. Maybe that's just one of my nerdy aspects. I don't know. I think that this episode we'll just have a quick, just that that quick recap uh, as far as uh, our version 4.4 experiences go so far. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's not like you're having a good time with it as you're getting ready to pretty much wrap things up because what you'll max out your what you call it thing the uh, the carp range thing. aid. Yep, yep the carp the carp's rest uh, range aid, and then you'll st- sound like you still got plenty of exploring to do to find all the fun little nooks and crannies in the uh, in the world quest. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I hope that you have a lot of fun with it. I hope that, you know, if you're not going to throw any more pulls at the at the, at the banner, that, you know, you enjoy your gaming when you get them for free from the Lantern Right gifts. And, yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to do – I might do five more pulls to bring my pity up to an even 70 towards Cloud Retainer. Because if I get her, I won't be mad. But I'm not like, I have to have this character. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's very much just like, if I get her, cool. If I don't, also cool. But I know we got a lot more characters like in the pipeline. We got like drip marketing for Chiori. There's lots of rumors about when characters like Loren are going to be playable. There's rumors of Arachino going to be playable. There's all kinds of like speculation and leaks and hype and everything else. So it, it, it's kind of hard to, 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 to plan ahead for me right now because I don't have anything. Um, and there's a lot of characters I think I'm potentially going to want. We'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But what do you say we hit a question of the week and we go ahead and put a bow on it? 
All right, that sounds like a good idea. Awesome. So this question of the week is by Milty. And Milty asked, and I think this one popped up a couple weeks ago, and it took a backseat because we did my question because that was more important. But this one's also good. Oh, of course. And <laughs> this week's question of the week by Milty is, which character drip marketing reveal has been your favorite and why? Okay, I did already answer this question. Okay. I said the Fontaine siblings, so mm-hmm. Lenny, Lynette, and Fremine, and mm-hmm. Farina's. Yes. Because of how they did two different versions of them, each with different details. I am with you 100%. It was such a unique play on it of how they did it, and I love that. Like, I think the one that jumped out of me was, like, Lenny's and how they changed, what was it, the background to, like, the did it, didn't it change to, like, the delusional, like, the Fatui logo or yeah, something? Yeah, I think it did. I think yeah. it did. And it also changed the card he was holding. And the expression on his face. And the expression. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I remember seeing that they were, because they released it. And then it didn't, they released the, the drip marketing for like, you know, Lenny and Lynette. And didn't they like do it like it again, like like a week or two later? Like two weeks later, yeah. Yeah, because I remember. Fremine was there too as well. Because I remember the description for his new one being really sad. Yeah. And I remember, like, people on Twitter, like, we already got the drip marketing. Why are you, why is it being released again? And then and they it, were like, oh. Yeah, and then it dawned on people, like, whoa. Now, you said they did the same thing with Furina? Yes, they did. I don't remember them doing the same with Furina. I must have completely missed that. They did do the same thing with Furina, yeah. So how'd they do the Furina one? They did, like, the normal one. I think they did the one with her long hair first. Okay. And then they did the one with the real her, so the shorter hair one as the second one. Oh, it did they do? I guess they probably did like the costume change from like the white shorts and stuff to like the black as well. I assume. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I can see Farina's them doing that. Initial drip marketing was with the like the Fossilors Farina, mm-hmm. and then when they did the second one later, it was with the real Farina. Oh. Yeah, I must have completely skipped over that one because I don't remember that one. I said I remember the twins, but I didn't remember Farina's getting the double drip as well. Yeah. I feel like double drip's not a very ideal way of putting that. Um, I mean, <laughs> I guess what it else is do we it. got? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes me wonder if, like, in the future, as we go into these new re- – if they're going to, like, play, like, similar things for, like, their, their drip marketing campaigns as we go into things like Natlin. Because I know that, like, one of, like, the, the fan theories going on, and, and take this for what it is. There, there's no, like, leaks or anything that plays into this. But it's, like, people, like, are kind of looking at it in, like, the way the story's been progressing. Like, Nahida wasn't, like, the original Dendro Archon. Like, Ruka Devada, you know, had this whole reset, and then Nahida was the reincarnation. And then we go into Fontaine, and it's like, oh... You know, Fiorina ends up not actually being the Archon. It was, you know, Fosalor and the the Hydro Archon is pretty much non-existent anymore. And so people are like, well, if they came out with this kind of like theory, it's like when we go into Natland and like the City of War or the Nation of War and Fire and Dragons, it's like, what if like we go in there and like the Archon's already dead? Yeah, I know. That's the popular theory right now. Yeah. So it's like in, in Mondstadt, we got the... The Archon is just kind of there and kind of like just 
flighting about and doing his own thing and just living life. We go to Liyue, and Rex Lapis is like, I'm old and I want to retire. We go to Inazuma, and the Archon, like, isn't really, even really the Archon. The Archon, like, A's, like, in, like, her stasis with, like, her puppet ruling things instead. So it's like, the Archons aren't really that great as, as, as time's going on, I feel like. Like, the more we learn about them, the more I feel like there's, like, just a lot of drama involving them. And they're not as, like, all of that as they're made up to be. How do you feel? I mean, they definitely are all they're made up to be. It's just sort of the circumstances that they ended up in. I, I guess. It's not, they're not, like, things like you would expect, like, your gods to get tied up in. Unless you're, like, I, I mean, I guess it's kind of, like, Greek mythology. Kind of, like, com like, Greek comedy ways of handling gods i don't know like i feel like the more time goes on the less like divine they actually feel and it makes me wonder like how much more divine and impressive is celestia going to be in comparison true because we already saw like how much power like the the dragon sovereigns can have over the archons like with apep you know, basically stating, looking down on a heel, like, I'm waiting for you to die. And then the ascension of Nuvalet. And it's like, if, it's like the tier is like the Archon, and then the dragons, and then like I mean, the dragons, The dragons were the holders of the original, of the powers originally. Yeah. Like those powers were theirs mm -hmm. before they got annihilated, basically. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we're going to like, with the thing that happened with Nuvalet and with Natlin being the, the land of dragons, if we're going to see maybe some more falling back, like to the dragon sovereigns, like regaining their power and coming like back into like the, the forefront of things. The only one I can't see is like Azdaha. I don't even know where Devalin is now. I don't even remember after Mondstadt since we solved the storm terror incident. And didn't didn't Raiden Shogun did she kill her dragon? I think so, or something like that. Yeah, because Orbashi Orbashi wasn't the no that was Orbashi no. was just a big serpent. Yeah, well, Orbashi was like a lesser god when it was the god of Economia. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because um, I remember that was the 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 deity that Kokomi and their faith all like you know followed and worshipped, and then Raiden chopped it up. Yeah, I don't even know the Electro dragon sovereign off the top of my head i mean you're the lore lady you're supposed to you're supposed to be uh we still don't know a lot about the sovereigns <laughs> that, don't that's... look at me like i know everything <laughs> that's, that's that's completely fair i'm just put, i'm just putting you on blast right there that, no, that's just me i'm it's, sorry it's, dude i hey nothing to put me on blast for we still uh, don't know a whole lot about the sovereigns yeah oh that's got me like going back here like looking back at like inazuma like on my map to find like dragon bones and things like that from where a killed the dragon so that's that's always neat that that's not the dragon's bones that's orobashi's bones yeah yeah yeah, orobashi yeah not not the dragon sorry yeah with with a big cleaved part in the middle of where it, where it was but um yeah got me something to look forward to but no it's definitely definitely something to look forward to in notlin um not only with that whole but yeah the way that they're going to handle drip marketing character reveals are there going to be more things where you know, characters are shown in one light, like one minute, and then changed in another. Um, 
that's going to be cool to see. I'm, I'm excited to see how that pans out. But I think that uh, I think that'll kind of wrap up our episode uh, tonight. Um, yeah, it actually it did run on for what seems like about a full episode, uh, a little bit shorter, but not too bad. But I, I think that was a just kind of a fun little open discussion. I'm sure next week we'll be reflecting back on Lantern Rite and how our progression is going on with that. And then we eventually need to come back and do Navia's character chapter. Which, how long it, can we go without doing Navia's? Uh, not for long, because believe it or not, I still haven't done it. Oh, I didn't know you haven't done it yet. I haven't done Navia's and I haven't done Cloud Retainers yet. I've done everyone else's, but not those two. But I do need to get in on that, because, yeah, I, I, I love Navia and I want to play through it. I've seen like parts of it played through on Twitch with other streamers, but I haven't actually played through it yet. Which seems kind of weird, because I love Navia and you'd think I would have jumped right at it and... I just didn't. Yeah, I thought uh, you would have done it already. Yeah, yeah, me too. And so did everyone else when I've mentioned it before, too. They're like, hey, I haven't done this yet. People are like, what? You're supposed to be like the Navia guy. You're supposed to like have done that like day one. And I don't know, maybe Ooh, I was like... We still have Navia as our banner. Mm-hmm. We, we, oh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I don't need to change that, but I probably should. Um, I, I keep meaning to update it's our It's okay. Discussion. I have a plethora of you yeah. to choose from. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I, I need to keep them updated with what's going on, so maybe I'll change it to a Lantern Right banner for the Discord. That, that sounds like it's about time. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up our episode. If uh, if you want to engage with us outside of the show, uh, you can follow the, the podcast on Twitter, at uh, HoyoCast, and on Blue Sky as well. Uh, you can also jump in and join our friendly Discord community, discord.gg forward slash the resonance. Uh, always a good time in there. Nice and friendly. No toxicity. Uh, you're very welcome to come in, have some fun, and engage and talk, ask questions of the week, all that kind of good stuff. And yeah, that's about it. That's all the social plugging that I have. Uh, like I said, uh, enjoy your lantern right this week. Uh, wish you the best of luck on your pulls if you're going for Cloud Retainer or going for Gaming. Let us know who you're going to pull for your free four star this year. Uh, I know last year, I think everybody went for Yao Yao because she was. No, the... I didn't. No, who did you get last year? Yanfei. Oh, okay. Why Yanfei? I wanted her C4. Okay, fair enough. No, Yanfei gets great. Uh, the more constellation she gets, she gets better. So, do you have a Yao-Yao? I do. Okay, okay, good. Just checking. Um, yeah, okay, I, I don't want to get back into a whole other discussion. I'm trying to wrap up the show. And yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no you're, you're good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, everybody, have yourselves a fantastic Lantern Right. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Episode 90 of The Resonance. And we will look forward to seeing you again next week. So until then, Ad Astra Abyssosk. Happy Lantern Right. Happy Lantern Right. Yay.